Oh, I know. Do what I do. Uh, never mind. Start the end. Hey now, hey now. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy December. Hey now. Welcome to December's You Need a Horror Podcast. I got energy tonight. I'm drinking my coffee. So I'm good to go tonight. And um, I don't know about Nick. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Um, Yeah, man. December, Christmas time, birthday time uh 22nd right yep yeah i'll be the uh the old two nine i'm almost at 30 me too you're th- <laughs> you are there i know dude it's crazy yeah and once you I, I, i'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to see if you have a breakdown like i did i'm serious i didn't sleep for a couple nights I didn't. I mean, I have breakdowns all the time about different things. So I know, I know. I'm Fair probably, enough. Yeah, I'm probably in for a breakdown. I, I, I. I it's funny because Sydney hasn't had this yet. <clears throat> I'll talk to other people about this that have already passed thirty, and um, a lot of them were like, "Hey, I went through the same thing, man. I went. Through, you, you're not alone." I I went to bed thinking, "Holy shit! I've actually gotten to this age." It seemed like I never would. And number two, what have I done with my life? What have I accomplished? You know, I had, I, and it kind of lit a fire under me to work harder and just appreciate everything. But dude, I'm 31 was great. When I hit 31, that was a great birthday. But 30, I didn't sleep for a couple nights. So, yeah. Enjoy 29, I guess. I, I feel like that's impossible to do. You know what I mean? Because it's like the last one before 30. So I feel like all you'll think about when you're 29 is shit. I'm almost 30. I'll tell you what else. And nobody's going to, nobody wants to talk about this, but I'll talk about it. I feel weird commenting on pretty women that are like 19, 20, 21. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm too old. Like yeah. I really enjoy the show Wednesday. I love Jenna. I think she's a fantastic actress. She's, she, she's, she's the next big thing, but I don't want to talk about her in a sexual way. It just feels awkward, especially like that, that strangers things broad. What's her name? She has a funny Billy name. Bobby Brown. Like she's a pretty girl, but like, I'm not gonna, it's like, I'm not going to comment on that in any way besides extremely respectful. She's way too young. She's like, what? 19, 18, 19. she's probably like 20 now like yeah still yeah it's just it's it's and i know that a lot of guys listening to this will resonate with this because they they know it's true but they they feel awkward talking about it it's like i'm at that age to where the broad from scream that got booted off the movie she's my age she's born born the same year as me smoking hot oh she's smoking hot um but like jenna i'm not gonna ever it's she's too young 
Like you're going to tell me because she's 18. Like that's, I understand that's the law. That's like, she can legally date a man. She can do whatever she wants. She can, she can date whoever she wants at that point. But it's like, you don't just, your mind doesn't just change. Some guys do, but your mind doesn't just change. Once a birthday hits, it's like you're a kid. I'm 31. I'm not going to comment on you, on your uh, looks positive or negative. So Uh, that's the only thing that's kind of, I say it kind of sucks. It's just reality. Yeah, well, because the I agree, and the way I look at it is too. I'm like, I put myself in the headspace of like, dude, when I was their age that they are right now, they were in like single digits, or they were like ten. That's 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 creepy. Like, yeah, yeah. Good thing I like moms. I'm into moms. Same, yeah. Milfs, gilfs, yeah. Um, You know, you know, 50 doesn't sound that dude. A lot of broads like in their 50s now, like Salma Hayek is the hottest she's ever been. And I think she's like 53 or four. She's smoking. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally smoking hot. And uh, she knows it, too. Um, I don't know. I feel like the world is definitely like if you look at people. If you look at people in their 50s from like the 70s and look at people in their 50s today, it's astounding the difference in the physical appearances. People just don't look old anymore. Some I mean some people age a little faster than this, but like people just people aren't aging and maybe it's maybe it's the style, maybe it's the fashion, maybe it's everybody, maybe it's everybody's doing botox, I don't know. Which that's a whole nother thing is people getting Botox now in their fucking twenties and thirty. And then their faces mm-hmm. their face they can't they can't <laughs> like they can't laugh at anything. It's like somebody's got a vacuum on the back of their head and they turned it on, it's just sucking their skin back. So I don't know. We live in a very bizarre We live time. in a society. That's uh that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's I don't know, man. It's the thing that kills me is the lip filler stuff, you know, like sometimes people take that overboard. You can blow your lips out, dude. Like you can literally like explode them. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of comical for some women do it to where it's like, I get it. Uh, a woman with nice full lips, it's attractive, but it's dude, it's so bizarre. I was talking about a buddy at work about this. In the 90s, you had to just be really skinny and have boobs. Like, that was it. It's literally, it's not the opposite today, but, like, the appeal of women today, ass, lips, um, I don't know, boobs, it's kind of like a, some women are, I, I don't know. Like, there's this thing now, it's like flat, sh- like, small tits is like in, I feel. I feel like that's the case. Like it's all the emphasis is on ass now. All of it is on ass. Good. Where it should be. You know. Where it should be. But yeah, no. No, and, and that's cool. I guess in some ways we're evolving as a society. Like in I some like ways. I'm still a tit guy though. I really like I I love big boobs. And I don't know. Like I look at them as a luxury, not a necessity. Like if you have them, cool. If you don't, well, it's not my primary 
concern anyway. So I don't know. But teach their own, you know, it's guys. A, it's I'm, it's gonna be interesting to see what the the model woman is stuff like build wise in 20 years like where's it gonna go i feel like what happens is things get to a point to an extreme and then boom it's like we're gonna hit the right now we're in the we're definitely in the hair metal era for women excess you know boobs all that stuff big big butts and then we're gonna hit our nirvana phase for women again and it's gonna be suck out everything no ass no tits like nothing that's going to be the ideal women. And uh, <laughs> everything goes through a cycle, dude. I'm telling you. Would you say that um, are women in the uh, are women in their load and reload era? Are they in their St. Anger era? No, no. I'm saying with, we're, we're and I love it. I love it. We're in the hair metal era. Okay, we're in so the we're, we're in the whites. We're, we're in the white snake motley crew. Uh, you know, we're in that, we're in the slaughter, Vinnie Vincent kiss era. Do you worry that 20 years from now we could be in the same anger era? I don't know what that is for women. <laughs> I don't know what the same anger era is for women. I don't either, you know? but that's, you shudder to think about it. You know, I like saying anger, but I understand why it's a bastard child. So, and I would certainly not want saying anger to be Metallica's standard. I can tell you that that should never be your standard for anything. So, you know what else I found interesting? I don't know if it was just the way I saw stuff when I was a kid, but I feel like the goth style has gotten a lot more sexy today. Like when I was in like 2099, 2001, I remember going into Hot Topic back in the day where it was dangerous to go in there. Like the goths owned Hot Topic, and a lot of the a lot of the women then, they wore the, uh, the par they were parachute pants um, essentially. Like oh, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't even see the shape of what their thighs or butt was like, because mm -hmm. it was like literally if they jumped off a building they're fine they're gonna go, and they're gonna catch all that air, and it was like I feel like now the goth style has gotten a lot more sexy. You know, I especially the, so. the stuff I see on Instagram, you know, fishnets and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, right. I mean, it's so. all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I know <laughs> I, the the goth girl look is is uh, it's great. But yeah, I mean, you got to do it right. You got to do it right. Uh, and the women that do it right. Kudos to you. But, you know, guys, we, we could go on this tangent about what we like, and what we don't like and pontificate what the future is going to look like. You know, everybody's got their own style everybody's beautiful in their own way that 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 lame saying right so um awesome christian's a boob guy i'm a butt guy uh christian as you said it's december and you have intentionally refrained from speaking on your channel or on social media about a new christmas slasher that you recently saw you haven't even oh, really you want to go to this already it. oh i want to start right here buddy i want to start right here Christian, you watched It's a Wonderful Knife. Yeah. What'd you think? <clears throat> um, so let me preface it. So it, it seems to be a trend now of taking horror films and making horror versions of popular movies in a sense. We saw this with Death Day becoming Groundhog Day. Um, we saw this with um um 
what's the name of that movie? I just watched it right before Halloween. Totally Killer. Totally Killer is basically like a Back to the Future movie. And It's a Wonderful Life is obviously It's a Wonderful Life. Um, see, it's, I don't like saying this because it's not so. I guess I can kind of explain it. I thought it was really fucking boring. Uh, the, the 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 big thing I would hear is, and I think you even said this to me, is like, hey, kind of just kind of get through the intro, and then it kind of kicks up. To me, the intro is the best part of the movie. Uh, the bulk of the movie, to me, was simply a task to get through. I wasn't that enthralled with much of it. Um, didn't like the tone of it too much. Like I, I'm so sick and tired of Christmas horror films that still make me want to enjoy the holiday. It's It's so... It's that's 90, 95, I'd say almost, I'd say it's like 98% of all Christmas horror films. They want you, they want me to still enjoy the feel and vibe of the holiday. They meet me halfway too much. Um, and sometimes that's okay. Like Santa's sleigh, for instance, it's literally a hysterical movie. Like, but that's why I like black Christmas so much. It takes the holiday and I was like, you're not going to enjoy Christmas. I love that. I just, I don't know, dude, this movie to me, to me, this was like totally killer, but going five miles an hour instead of 50. Totally killer was so fun. Movie felt like a freight train. So action-packed. I loved it. And for me, this movie, it's it's, it's, it's not something I want to necessarily argue about. Because if somebody tells me, because I wouldn't never, I wouldn't say something that I wouldn't accept somebody else saying. If somebody tells me, hey, Christian, I watched that movie you talked about. Uh, I just thought it was boring. I would say, you know what? I can't argue with that. What am I going to, I can't argue with how you perceive a film to me. The bulk of this movie was simply a task to get through. I found it really boring and I wasn't really impressed at all by it as much as I like Justin long. Uh, but the, the, to me, the intro was the best part of it, which is a lot of people were like, Hey, it's kind of cliche, but get through it. I thought that was the mo only part of it that was like, Oh shit. Like what's going on? Like, I like that, but I don't know. It felt well, very. It felt superficial. Most of it too. I just. It wasn't for me, man. I'll probably never watch that again. Okay, Th that makes. Um, no, I, I don't want to argue about it either. I mean, I can. I. This is one of those movies where, like, I can definitely see why it might not work for some people. And there's. It's. It's like Happy Death Day in that way. It's like Freaky in that way. Like those kind of movies. Like when you go into a certain tone. And you it, you either got to like go for it or you got to tone it back sometimes. I mean, you really have to, uh, you got to know uh, what you're doing there. It worked for me. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I get it. But there's a couple of things you got to give me on this movie. You got to give me the sequence with Carol of the Bells playing out in the storm when the dude's getting hacked up by the axe. That was pretty fucking cool. You know what I'm talking about? Outside the party where he's outside. You keep getting these jump cuts from inside the party to outside the party. That was a cool scene. You okay. got to give me Bernie, the the, the uh, weirdo. I thought she was great. I thought she was funny. Was that the, the, the friend that wanted to kill herself? Yes. And then the one they called weirdo. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. It, fair. But you I, gotta, I, above Nick, all I, else, you got to give me Justin Long. He was, I, he's, he was good. I liked him, but yeah, dude, this is again, you want depravity and what you're going to, I mean, right behind me next well, year, you're going to get a Christmas movie, horror movie. That's going to give you depravity. And that's great. But here, here's my thing. It's just like, dude, 
I've seen a long line of movies that have done literally what this film has already done. Yeah. They had a chance, in my opinion, to flip that on its head. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, this and wouldn't break in the mold. No. That's, oh, fuck dude, no. I just, I don't know. This has not been my favorite year for movies. It really hasn't. I think 2023 is probably my least favorite since the since 2020. It's just, I've only seen one movie this year that really put a smile on my face. Really. Yeah, we'll get there. And, um... I'm clearly in the minority. It seems like most people enjoyed this film, dude. I, it's kind of like the Five Nights at Freddy's thing for me too. If I had seen this movie before, Freaky, before, um, Happy Death Day, before, Totally Killer, which Totally Killer is my favorite out of all of those kinds of movies. So, so it was like a roller coaster. Every scene kind of had you on your feet. Um. And it also kind of made fun of, I, I like how that movie was kind of making fun of like the PC, over, like not necessarily PC culture of today, but like how different the world is. Like, do your parents know where you guys are? Like, no, we just kind of leave the house and show back up at home at night. And I'm thinking to myself, that's how I was as a kid. Like my mm-hmm. parents, they didn't know where I was. Like when the lights went down outside, that's when I had to come back home. So it kind of, it kind of showed the dichotomy of the worlds we live in today and back then. I don't think my mom cared where I was. <laughs> same I, I just had to be home at a certain time other than that yeah. i literally i literally could have been swimming in the river you know for six hours you would have never mm-hmm. known but dude again it's just like this is it was it was like doing that kind of thing for the sake of okay this is kind of what people are doing let's to let's take this christmas movie and flip it on its head make it a horror film mm-hmm. i'm sick of i'm sick of mediocrity nick so this has been the most mediocre year in a long time this is definitely in my, in been my a opinion year. This has definitely been a year where we've gotten a lot of movies and and like projects in general that have just been like meh, like not bad enough to where you're like that was a complete waste of time. But there's definitely been a lot of middle of the road. Like I'll name a movie this it. year. Name a movie this year that took a huge fucking risk, did something out of this world different. Name me something. There's one that we're gonna talk about later, so I, I won't I won't talk about it's that fine. yet. Um, trying to think of the movies that I loved this year. Uh, we ought to look think... at a we ought to look at a list of stuff that's that came out from the beginning of the year till even the stuff that was good. It was something like, for instance, in the beginning of the year, there was a movie came out called Missing, uh, yeah. Searching or great searching. movie, but it was a sequel to something that was already, I think, still better. Like Searching was better mm-hmm. than mi- Missing was great, but ser- it was it was okay. That blueprint worked. Let's do it again. Yep. Okay, Megan, let's do a doll movie. Okay, Scream Six. Uh, as much as I had a good time with Scream Six, there's a lot of formulaic. It, it wears so. F- is yeah. it just me? Yeah. It w- good, no, but I will it say, wears so fast. I will say. One movie that I think it didn't break any new ground, but it, it it was different. Thanksgiving, I think, was a movie that pleasantly I, I was excited for Thanksgiving, but it surprised me even more than I thought it would because like you're playing into a holiday that never gets touched, yeah. never gets touched in the horror genre, so it's underrepresented as hell. And you gave us this like old school throwback campy slasher movie, so. In a sense, no, it's not breaking new ground. It's it's not doing anything that hasn't been done before. But I think it's playing up on some nostalgia and playing up on, I don't know, just a movie that 
sometimes it's nice to just watch a movie and it's not deeper. It's not, it's not trying to tell you all these things. It's not Uh, trying. It's just, it's nice sometimes to watch a movie. That's like, here's what we are. You cool with that? Awesome. And I saw some reviews for Thanksgiving where people were like, there's just side plots and blah, blah. What fucking side plot was in Thanksgiving? I missed it. I missed it. There was no side plots. It was one fucking plot. So it felt like it felt like 2009. It literally felt like I rented that. I rented that movie from Blockbuster and and yeah, like it was it was it was. It was a welcomed old friend is what it felt like. It felt like it came from it felt like he made that movie years ago because I don't remember there being much explicit 2020 things about it in there at all in any aspect really uh, as a matter of fact that because of the fact that they went shopping after thanksgiving day that's dead nobody does that anymore so the fact that they did that is another reason that made me feel like oh this feels like it's it feels like kind of a retro movie in a sense or slightly i don't know besides my boy tim Dillon was he had the best scene in the movie I love the scene at his house with his cat. I love Tim Dillon. So he's so funny. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, my biggest thing is why didn't the killer use a waffle iron as a weapon? Right. Like I, Eli, what are you doing? <laughs> like I, I was ex- waiting for that and he never once touched a waffle iron. That's the whole, that was, the, that's what this, all this shit was about. was a the waffle, waffle iron. iron. Yeah. And they never used yep. it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I there is something that I watched this last week that came out last year, and I remember la- you talked about it last year on a podcast episode, and I believe you were a fan of it, and I just never got around to watching it because I heard very middle-of-the-road things about it, and so I was like, you know, maybe I'll catch it eventually. I watched Cl- uh, Christmas. Oh, I almost said Clipmas. Um, uh, I've seen that, though. <laughs> Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh Dude, I got to tell you, I thought that movie ruled. Like, I thought that movie was a blast. It was, like, I love the lead chick. She was, like, this anarchist. Like, I just I, I just dug her vibe, and she just felt like the type of girl. Like, I've dated that girl before. Like, I'm I sorry. like the, <laughs> No, don't be sorry. Those girls are fun. Uh, they're not mentally stable, but uh, I wouldn't say I am. So, um, I don't know. I like a little crazy, but... She's like this anarchist. She has good movie taste. She's got your movie taste. Like some of the scenes, I know you talk about all the time in slasher movies. You always say, I don't give a fuck about character development. You don't, I don't need to really get to know these characters. And Christmas Bloody Christmas was one of those movies where it was like, it gave you character development, but not in this like super deep, I'm trying to say so much with these people. Like, no, it was like, let's argue about horror movies. And she's, just I, i'm sitting here the whole time this scene's happening i'm like christian christian that christian mm-hmm. would have fucking dated this girl because she's mm-hmm. like pet cemetery too book of shadows is a classic i was like i was I, but like tarantino yeah. figured that out tarantino was like why is it in people talking movies hey did you watch the show last night yeah i saw it and tarantino was like no no what show tell me more about it he created that and it's clear that's what makes people relate to I don't need to know that you had a shitty childhood to relate to you. You tell me you like a movie or if you listen to sister Christian in the beginning of Friday, the 13th, when you're looking for weed, you're my best friend. Like that's how 
that you see what I'm saying like that's how you connect to me in a movie so talking about movies you like that's way more important to me than um if you got dropped off on the side of the road when you were three like in, yeah, in movies because it's fake anyway so mm-hmm. like yeah she start, she's talking shit about load and reload from metallica and i'm like yes yeah but like i like saying anger better than those albums not to say there's not a couple good songs on those albums because there there are but like overall i think both of those albums are mainly misfires but my point is she was just like i don't know man she was just really relatable she was like she just seemed like a human like a human in today's society, no less. Cause I feel like all of us are like fucked up. Like, in, and everybody's, in, everybody's a nerd nowadays. Yes. Everybody's obsessed with something. Cause that's yes. our, because everything's at our fingertips. We're all, we just sit there looking shit up. And if we like something, we're, we're digging into it. We're digging into mm-hmm. it. So I, I, I thought it was kind of over the top, but in, in another sense, I was thinking more about this. It's just like, I think people are like that. I mm-hmm. think people just get into the nitty gritty of stuff. How many viewers? Are, how many viewers do we have of this podcast that are like that, you know, and no shame that they'll, they know some of these series or bands or whatever it might be like the back of their hand. Christian, you're like that about certain things. I'm like that about to a things. fault. Yes. Somebody gets you talking about nightmare on Elm street or, or let's say just <laughs> any, or, or um, uh, Alice Cooper. You could probably go on a nerdy fucking rant of information that most people wouldn't know because it means that much to you. And mm-hmm. it's like the same way with me and like Halloween or something where it's like, Oh, let me tell you all about this or, or Lincoln park or Metallica. Like I, I know all these weird, obscure things. And I think that that's why she was relatable to me because it wasn't like she had all these massive interests and she's like, I'm just nerdy about everything. No, she was specifically nerdy about music and horror movies. And I just, I found that relatable. Like, I was just like, she's relatable. I liked her relationship with Robbie. Like, I, I thought they had really good chemistry together. The And you told me this. I said it in my review, but I wasn't sure. And I said, it looks like it was shot on film. Like, I don't think this was digital. I didn't see in the credits where it says shot on, like, Kodak. And I, I so I would have known immediately because I didn't watch the credits. But I was like, this just looks like 16 millimeter. And then you told me it was. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I could tell. And I think that that is a reason why, dude, there are certain scenes in the movie where like the, the fuzziness of the colors really Mm -hmm. overtake the screen and almost make the people in the, in the scene secondary. And I, I, I loved that. Like that was so cool to me. So I'm kicking myself for not watching this movie last year, because this is one I'm going to watch every year now. Cause I thought this movie was a blast. I love Joe Bigos, the director. He, um, he, I don't know if you've seen a movie he did in 2019 or 2020. It was called VFW. No, really good. It's I keep about, getting comments on my review. Like you need to watch VFW and Bl- bliss. His vampire film is, Oh God. Great. I, I believe, I believe those were all shot on 16. So he was on Charlie bands podcast, which it's funny. It looks like Charlie only did that basically for a year. Uh, he, that's how Charlie operates. He plays with his toys. And then once he gets bored with it, he sets him to the side, but he interviewed Joe and that's where I learned all about that. Joe was just like, cause Charles band, he's like, how do you afford to shoot everything on film? He's like, that's just, I'm, that's the, if that's how I'm doing it. You know, if I'm lucky enough to where my movies get cult followings enough to where people hire me and leave me alone and let me film the stuff the way I want to. So I shoot, I shoot with, he, I think he said he even, he even bought like a stock of film. He went out of his way to buy, like get it. So 
you said there was mixed reviews. I think I know why. There is a certain sect of people who don't enjoy the pandering. They don't enjoy, hey, I get it. You want to shoot on film. You want to blow colors out of your ass on film because you like Suspiria. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a certain section of our fans that they don't like the, they see it as pandering or they seeing it as, Hey, how about you have your own identity? And I kind of see where they're coming from. I'll be honest with you. Um, and then there's other people. I kind of fall on the other side where I'm just like, I love the fact that this is shot on film. Cause I'm a, I'm a nerd. So I know not only do I, I can't, can I notice it, but I love it. It feels authentic. I don't know what else to say it. Cause I don't think digital's getting very good, but unless you're shooting on fucking, 70 mil like um nolan is um i just don't it doesn't it doesn't cut it for me yet so i I appreciate the authenticity of shooting on film and i enjoy seeing the colors and stuff that he throws in his movies um but that's i think where it's coming from and i think like i was telling you the night i think some people don't they there is I because I, I'm when I when it first came out, I remember that's where I saw the bulk of people's opinions about it last year. And some people were just like, This is ridiculous. Like, why is this guy trying so hard to make characters that sound like us? It's just like, come on, women, attractive women don't sound like that. Like, I saw that a lot. <laughs> Granted, true. I've never it's not true. It's I, not I, true. I, you know, so um I mean if if we could just ju- just call a spade a spade, I have met women that speak like that that talk i mean like let's i'm just sure rip the band-aid off christian that literally will say they'll be blunt they'll be up front with you like yeah guys don't know how to you know eat chicks out like i that's like some women will say that some women are brass some women don't give a shit like they're they and it's always the like 90 pound soaking wet girls at wear the skinny jeans and the band t-shirts and have the fucking arm tattoos and the mm-hmm. frizzy hair that are like that. I don't think that was a character put into a movie. Like that, that wasn't like a caricature. Like it was, it wasn't, it, that wasn't comical. Like that was, right. I don't know a lot about this Jeff <laughs> or this Joe, uh, Joe Bigos, Bigos guy, but yeah. I could tell you looking at pictures of him. I like him. I was like, he's probably dated girls like this. Like this probably comes from experience. Like, Looking at his style, his style of filmmaking, he's probably that kind of guy. So he's attracted to women like that. Sure. I'm sure there's probably a woman listening to this episode right now, like I'm literally that person, or they think they are that person. And either way, like they're real. Um, I think it's just like sometimes we become so insulated because of what the representation we get on screen most of the time is. You don't see that a lot. Like, no. How is this any different than Laurie Strode and Rob Zombie's Halloween too? It's really not like it. She, that's what it reminded me a lot of. I kept thinking of that. I was like, she has very similar style. She has very similar taste. Like she has a very similar personality. Like there are women like that. And usually women like that or men like that. It comes from a place. You said it a few minutes ago. I know you had a fucked up childhood. I know you've got a lot of stories to tell. Like, can't wait to hear all that. Like, we wear that on us in yeah. different ways. Um, I also think it depends on where you live too. I mean, the internet yeah. makes you connect to people across, but let me tell you something point Blake. I'd be willing to bet my mortgage, there ain't One broad in this town that dresses like she does sounds like she does. 
dude, I see a girl like that out in public every now and then. And like, I wish I had the confidence to just approach and be like, hi, but <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't. And it's also they're intimidating because you know, they're loose cannons, like in the best kind of way. So like, I just can't approach. And, but like every now and then when you see one in public, I saw a girl dressed like that. She was wearing, you're going to love this. She was wearing a docking shirt. She had the sleeves cut off. Mm-hmm. She's wearing black skinny jeans with holes all down the front of them. She had a very nice figure. She had, uh, you know, kind of the frizzed up hair look. <clears throat> she was in front of me at the gas station. This was a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and she was a little bit taller too. I mean, not as tall as me, but she was a little bit taller. And I was just like gobsmacked. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I want to say hi to you, but I, I just can't. Like, I, I don't have it in me. Um, but you're right. You don't see them a lot. Not, not in your area. Definitely not in my area. You'd probably it's have all to camouflage. Go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, it's just, it's, I just, I really, I really liked her character. I liked their relationship. I did. And too. Um, that's I just was, the only yeah. complaint I really had about the movie was if it had a bigger budget, some of the effects would have been better. But aside from that, I was like, there were some kills that I thought were good. And then there were some where I was like, that's a dummy very clearly. Uh, but I can't really, and I said in my review, I can't really knock the movie for that because it was a low budget straight to streaming movie. Like it is what it is. You make do with what you've got. But then on the flip side of that, in the third act, when the Santa is like fucked beyond belief, those effects looked really good. Like yeah. the wires and the lights and stuff that looked really good. So I just, I dug it, man. I just thought it was a fun, turn your brain off for an hour and 20 some odd minutes and just have a good time. Yeah. I'm hoping that that gets an American 4k. It didn't get one in America. It got a German one, but because it is 16 mil and because, you know, he, sh- he shoots his movies like that. I'd love to own it that way. I never bought the Blu-ray for it, but I, I enjoy that. That was, a f- and it was different. I told you this, um, that was supposed to be a silent night, daily night remake. Yep. And I really respect the fact that they, they read his script. The producers that own the rights to make that movie were like, no, 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 no. This is not Silent Night, Deadly Night. He's like, I'm not making the goddamn same thing again. If, if that's what you want, I'm not your guy. And they were like, okay. So he's, he's like, fuck you. So he, he, he bailed on him and got funding from RLJ or whatever uh, to make that movie. And so good on him. I, I wish yeah. people had brass, had more brass like him in the movie business. So I like B ghost. I'm looking forward to whatever he does next. Um, I don't, I think he might've announced something, but I don't remember what it was, but um, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a rogue dude. He's a, he's a maverick. He does his thing. He's a lot like Rob zombie and he's very quiet. He doesn't really raise his voice. He just makes his movies. He does not give a fuck what you think about it. Uh, Doesn't argue people online. Like some directors do can't believe some of them do that but like i i have a lot of respect for joe bigos i really like him he just does his thing and puts it out there if you like it great if you don't oh well no harm no yeah. foul so i never, big, I never I got, understood that got much respect for joe um, um and vfw is probably in my opinion his best movie it's really good uh it's got a uh, norm from uh cheers in it uh it's kind of it's yeah. fun it's kind of like these old vets that hang out at this old bar they hang out at a vfw lounge i think and this like uh, renegade group tries to take over it, and they have they got one more fight in them. It was fun, really fun movie. So, 
And they, that came uh, out right around the pandemic, I think, if memory serves. So g- good movie, though. Good movie. Yeah, I was I was happy to see uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips in it as a sheriff. Mm-hmm. I just wish he would have gotten a little more screen time because I thought he was – I've always liked him. I've always liked him. I think he's good. And he, he, he gets cast – I, I got to think that this Joe Bigos guy is friendly with Rob Zombie. Like, I just, I just have a feeling. Like, they have similar styles, similar tastes, like, you know, working with – similar actors i'm sure he's an inspiration for the guy i'm sure he is more than likely i wouldn't be surprised it's funny because every time i do see jeff daniel phillips it's always very brief when it's not a rob zombie movie he there was this movie that came out a few years ago called satanic panic and the funny thing was the walmart version they could not put the word satanic on the front so there was custom slip covers made just for walmart which i have because i thought it was i thought it was going to be worth something uh, but if you bought the movie online, you could get it with the satanic panic slipcover. But if you bought it at Walmart, it just said panic on the front. Uh, but it was a movie about this girl who's a pizza delivery driver and she um, delivers pizza at this house where it's literally this cult worshiping Satan is over the top, dark humor, horror comedy. But Jeff was in it. And again, I see him and you, you see him for like maybe three minutes total throughout the movie. And it's just like, come on, like, can I get him and can I get more of him and something else that's not Rob Zombie and like actually see him act? Because I feel like that's just the thing. Like whenever you see him and it's not a Rob Zombie film, he's just sprinkled in. It's like, give the guy a shot. I mean, if he I didn't realize he was the. uh, What were those commercials? He played a caveman. So easy. A caveman can do it. Mm -hmm. What is that? Is that an insurance commercial? That was uh, that used to be Geico. Geico. So easy. A caveman. That was him. Yeah. (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah, those commercials alone have probably, you know, paid his way. Uh, he can just do these like bit parts and movies every now and then. And, you know, that's the life, man. I'm sure that is the life. You know, you make good enough money. You don't really have too much on your plate. You get to work with cool people like I'd kill for that personally. But, yeah, he yeah. was he was good. Uh, it was a good movie, man. It was. I, I had a really good time with it. I definitely will. See, I see myself revisiting it quite often. Honestly, I, I thought it was really good. I almost hate that, like. There are certain movies that you can only watch them certain time, you know, times a year. I mean, you you could throw it on in March, but it doesn't hit the same. You That's know? another it's reason I'm not really into Christmas horror films anymore. Honestly, yeah. I just I don't know what it is, dude. I, I get less and less interested in them as the years go by. Why make a movie? Older. Why make it? I I kind of get it. To me, it's just like, man, why make a movie that you got to feel like you can watch? once like one time like i don't know i I get it because it's like hey why make a christmas song because guess what once a year people are gonna want to listen to it but i don't know i just i'm not i i get less interested in christmas horror films as i get older now if it's terrifier three that's exciting to me because i want to turn the holiday on its head again that's just me like i want to i don't want i want the movie to make me not enjoy christmas I feel like it's weird that they're releasing that in October. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, he's probably smart to do that. Well, it's October 25th. At first, I thought that was weird. (laughs) I thought that was weird. It's funny. I I was like, wait, that gives them a week with Halloween and then moving into November where a bunch of people are getting ready for Christmas. So maybe then you. I think it'll keep the legs on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Oh, yeah. Besides, he may know something we don't know. What's coming out next December? 
movie wise. Because the average person's gonna go to the movies a couple times a year nowadays. And so if there's something big coming out in December, they're not gonna see two movies then. So I like I trust him. I think he's a smart guy. So Yeah. Um But I know that's not what you really want to talk about. I know that there's a lot of people that are going to see this movie that's doing really well. Um, just got its theatrical run extended. I'm seeing it again movie. tomorrow. Taking City. Christian, why don't you tell everybody about your favorite movie of the year? Hands down, Godzilla Minus One is the best movie of the year. It's not even remotely close. Um, I think it's... I think it's quite possibly the best Godzilla movie pound for pound. I've never seen a movie uh, that gripping in all, in all aspects in terms of the look of the movie, the intensity of Godzilla. Now this is personal. um, And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be an American Godzilla movie hater. I'm not going to do that. Um, Godzilla to me is at his best. Personally, in my opinion, when it's Godzilla versus the people, I don't like good guy Godzilla as much. The reason I kind of like Godzilla versus Kong is because they kind of made Zilla a little bit more on the evil side. Um, but to me, Godzilla minus one is as good as the original 54 movie. Uh, the story was so good. Really, really gripped you. Um, and I loved how authentic the movie looked. It took place in World War II in Japan. And it was like after this apocalypse happened in this small village. And man, you really believed it. And I loved... Uh, it was quirky characters that were kind of, you know, what you saw in a lot of the Heisei movies or the Showa era movies. And... um Dude, this movie had so much heart to it. I don't know if you've seen a. I don't know if you've seen a movie called Train to Busan. I still haven't. It's it's okay if you haven't, but like, Train to Busan was a zombie film that came out and it took the world by storm in America because it was one of the most emotionally impactful movies in the zombie genre ever. I mean, it had, you 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 cry by the end of it. It was so gripping, and I feel like Godzilla minus one was the train to Busan of Godzilla films. It's such a high compliment, in my opinion, because I mean it. it the internal, the, the struggle of the guy having the grief from surviving war, in essence, Godzilla. Um, I don't know. That's something I think everybody, even if you haven't been in battle, it's something you can understand. You can relate to it. You can feel that pain. It's so good. I mean, it was so fucking good. And I thought the look of Godzilla was brilliant. Finally, we got a design that really um, was based off the 54 look. Skinny arms, heavy bottom. It's my favorite design of Godzilla. Uh, I thought he, his I thought he looked my issue with the American Godzilla is he's almost Lego-y. Like he, his arms are kind of a little bit more thick. It's almost too, he's almost too proportional in the American films. Uh, I really, the, the roughness of Godzilla in minus one, he looks infected. He's bumpy. He's scaly. He's got all kinds of like 
it looks like warts and stuff on his back. Like he's very, he's very power plant looking or he's, he's very, what is it? He, he comes from, uh, he's, he's, a he comes from explosives or whatever, like his body, like whatever, but like he, his design, I, everything about minus one was so haunting to me, especially because Godzilla was a monster of the sea for a lot of the movie too, which to me, that's fucking horrifying. Imagine being on the boat and seeing that shit go under you. Oh, dude. I've never enjoyed a Godzilla movie that much in my entire life, especially in the theater. So I don't know. Like I think Godzilla minus one will, especially when it hits streaming and people can see it. I think it's going to go down as one of the absolute best Godzilla films ever made, ever made. I mean, yeah, I can't really argue with you. I'd and still shave off about 15 minutes, but still incredible. The The way I look at it too is like, what? I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too, because the American Godzilla films in a lot of ways are very different in tone. So, you know, you watch that, you can like both, you know, they don't, they don't feel like they're competing with each other because they're very different. And I really dig that. Like I dig that the American version at times seems a little more like fun. And I then, feel like they're turning into Marvel movies though. That's my fear. It's hard to say that because they only have a couple movies, you know, I, I, they're really trying to build out the monster verse. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, I mean, it, it's hard to say, uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought that, but that's what the biggest stuff in the world is in America is these Marvel movies. Not I mean, look, let's look at let's look. I know, yeah, but let's look at Godzilla versus Kong. Dude, it was a pinball machine in the last act. It's, it's it's video game generation stuff. I'm not saying I dislike it, but Toho would never do that. That's not what their market is. The American market got for Godzilla is vastly different. Like they gave, they figured out how to cap how to captivate the American viewer for these movies, and it's totally different from the way Toho operates. If anybody sees Godzilla vs King Kong and watches Godzilla minus one, dude, it's the tone is vastly different. Yeah, that's it's not a I'm negative saying. thing, but like, I definitely have a preference. You know, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is like it's the it's very different styles. So I feel like you can enjoy both and not feel like they're competing with one another because they're they're doing different things. But I mean, for me, I, I mean, I would agree. I I went into it, I guess, kind of tepid. I would say because like I, I'm not as well versed in in the you know, the Toho Godzilla films. There's a few I've seen and uh, I've mostly enjoyed them, but I didn't really become a Godzilla fan. I mean, I, I did initially with 98 from when I was a kid. Uh, like I had that Godzilla and, uh, you know, little, you know, the babies and stuff. Like I had toys of that. Like I, I was very much into that. And um but I don't know. I just feel like for a while there, it seemed like Godzilla was kind of dormant. And I think that's why 
America, you know, legendary specifically jumped on the opportunity to make some movies and, and made a deal with Toho. And then I think Toho kind of got back into the game after they saw that it was lucrative again. I, I think that once they saw that there's clearly still a market for that, like, so I, I think it benefited both sides. And, and I, you know, I like that they can coexist and be very different things because you can like both for totally different reasons. I mean, as a movie, minus one is absolutely, yeah, it's, it's, it's head and shoulders. I mean, story-wise, you know, um, caring about the characters and their arcs. and, and It's exceptional. And, I, and most importantly, I think that the socio, like the, the societal – uh, what it's commenting, it's commenting on like society, like the social commentary in the movie and like the, the actual existential issues that war and, and, and economic despair and whatever it might be have on people and like the yeah. fallout from that, like the cost of those things like that, that shit's really deep. You're not going to get that in an American Godzilla movie. Yeah. Cause um, life doesn't stop. Even if a monster shows up, it's yeah. Dude, it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I could. I could rave about this movie. I, no, I, no, you're fine. This is the only movie I can genuinely say is as close to perfect this year as as anything. I wouldn't. I could shave time off of it, but that's just because I'm. I'm a. I'm. I'm kind of like a bitch about longer movies, but I'll. I'll. I'll even. I'll even rescind that. If anything is perfect this year to me, it's Godzilla minus one. Fucking incredible. But you know what, though? I didn't see any of that gummy kind of charming CGI. I feel like you definitely saw it in Shin. Yes. When the tadpole Zilla's warming his way between the buildings. But I, 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 I was almost a little bummed that I didn't see that. Like, I didn't see... I feel like they've mastered it to where, unfortunately, it's like pretty much identical to the effects of the American ones. Um especially the city scene i was just like holy shit this almost looks too good like where's my almost kind of like ghostly movements of some of that gummy feel that you would see i was a little bummed almost by that because i was like shit they finally mastered cgi in japan yeah and i think that i i know where you're coming from with that because i know that there's there's a nostalgia there it's like mm -hmm. uh it's a, just a thing you expect to see it just it's almost like so identifiable with the property that you're like, okay, well, I got to have this. Um, but I do think it's the right decision for them to move the way they have in that CG because it just – it does make it feel more real and more lived in. Like when he's leveling that city, like that shit Insane. looked like disaster movie shit. Like that was like, oh my god. Like And then imagining – like imagining like – if that were happening and like what that would be like to be caught in the middle of that, it's like truly wild shit. And then I think about, I think personally, one of the best sequences in the movie is when they're on the boat and he's, he's chasing them. Hands and down. Like Hands nail biter. Oh it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you think jaws is suspenseful. Nah, that's, nah. That's why I say that he's, he's so haunting in the water. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, oh, dude, there's genuinely nothing you can do if you come face to face with that thing. There's there's and nothing when and when they I don't know how much I can say because I feel like 
cover your ears for 20 seconds, three, two, one, go. But when they, sh when they shoot the, the, the mine in his mouth and then when it blows up and you see him regenerate, mm -hmm. dude, I was like, I was like, I was like, he should regenerate. I know he's, he regenerates. That's what Godzilla does. That's why he's unbeatable. But they're probably not going to do that. But when he does, I was like, how the fuck are they going to beat him? Yeah. Because I thought for sure that they weren't going to do that. But it was wild to me when the fucking warship showed up too. And they're like, hell yeah, let's go. And he just crushed it like a fucking Lego, dude. Like, the, the, the city explode, like the city demolishing scene, I think is probably the best one. Uh, of any Godzilla film I've ever seen because they didn't shy away from really destroying buildings. The carnage, the aftermath was fucking devastating. There was nothing left. Um, and the, this, it, it didn't drag on too long either. It, it fell right. It fell in the perfect place for this movie. Um, and they, they used it as, as a condiment, not the main course of the film, if that makes any sense. They used it to give you a little bit more flavor, but they didn't rely on that to be, okay, you're coming to a Godzilla film. You're going to see Godzilla destroy the city, and then he's going to just go home. Like, you guys can leave. No, no, no. That wasn't even really the climax of the film. So the placement of it, I thought was brilliant because they kind of, uh, they used it as a tool, not, not, they used it as an additive, not your main course, which I thought was brilliant, uh, risky and totally paid off. I thought the, the, this being a Godzilla of the sea was incredible. I'm still trying to figure out the minus one title. Me too. Um, it, it, I kind of like that. I can't figure it out. I'm thinking minus one because the main star survived. And so he's minus like, I don't know. But you know what? It's kind of, it's okay. I don't think I need to. I can kind of interpret it. Um, but I, I urge everybody to, to experience, if there's anything on the planet that you should see in a theater, I dare say there's literally no better movie to experience in a theater than a Godzilla film. Yeah. I mean, literally. Tell me something that has a is a better theatrical experience than a fucking Godzilla film. I don't know. There, there is none. I saw King of the Monsters in IMAX, and that shit slapped. Like, yeah, I saw. Yeah, that all those movies I saw in the theater. But I, I have, I haven't been a big theater movie lover in years. But when those come out, there's no denying you go to the theater to see those. And um, I'm probably gonna revisit those movies again. 2014, I constantly like a little bit more. Um, of uh, over King of the Monsters, I'm not a big King of the Monsters fan. I'm not that's, a big King of the Monsters fan. That's wild. That's I know. Why I feel like I feel like that movie is more in line with the lore and, I, and, I, and Toho, I think, than than the other ones because in that movie, that movie is a straight up disaster movie where cities it, get leveled and people die and it's just an all out monster warfare. It it is, but my thing is I uh I I enjoy Godzilla to be the monster. I just do. And Yeah, and he's the good guy definitely in King of the Monsters. I it's not my style, man. It's just and I I enjoy watching some of those old movies, but I, I just I don't like 
2014, the reason I became a bigger fan, as silly as it is, is when I got the 4K, I don't know who finally decided to fix it, but like if you watch the movie on streaming, or if you watch the Blu-ray version, the the nighttime scenes, you li- unless you literally li- are in a pitch black room, and I'm talking pitch black, no windows showing any light. You can't really understand stuff in that movie that well, but the 4K, they finally fixed the contrast to where the nighttime scenes, especially everything is pristine. You can see it. You can make sense of it. I feel like 2014 is almost like a gothic movie. It's so dark the whole time, and I like the style of that. Style-wise, I enjoy 2014, um, but I much would pre- would have preferred America to... Uh, had had made a film like minus one, but I, I guess I don't need it. I just, I King of the monsters theatrically was a blast experiencing it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, that's not my kind of, that's not my preferred kind of Godzilla movie. My favorite, my favorite movie of this era, hands down is skull Island. I love skull Island. I love the cast, John Goodman, Sam Jackson, um brie you know there's <laughs> there's an instagram account called brie larson's black dress apparently she wore like some really sexy dress on like david letterman or something and this is account it has like it has like three hundred thousand followers it got recommended to me it's just her talking with her boobs out <laughs> it's like jesus man <laughs> you know it's like you struggle to grow your, your 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 it's like so many people struggle to grow their uh social medias and they post all kinds of cool content and they work hard and then some person makes a brie larson's black dress account <laughs> has three hundred thousand followers <laughs> yeah because we're simpleton like <laughs> we are but i love skull island i think that movie's the antithesis to peter jackson's movie which i love that too it took me a long time to really fall in love with that movie but i i eventually did but it's the exact antithesis. You know, it is 90 minutes of carnage, hell raisin. Um, and I love King Kong in that movie. But I actually I actually like the way he looks in Peter Jackson's more. I wish that Kong was the size of Skull Island, but I actually prefer Peter Jackson's more authentic gorilla look. I really do. Yeah. See, here's my thing about the American monster verse, which I do love. I, I I think everybody knows that. First of all, as far as King of the Monsters goes, and just the American MonsterVerse in general, you're never gonna top King Ghidorah from King of the Monsters as the greatest villain. villain of all time. You're never going to top that. And Michael Doherty did an awesome job with Ghidorah in that movie. Like it was like he was making everyone his bitch. Like it was just, and and rightfully so. He's massive. Like it's it, you can create a, a category five hurricane where wherever it goes. Like the thing is truly out of this world, no pun intended. Like, so you're never going to. I don't think you're ever going to have a better villain in in the American monster verse than Ghidorah from that movie. Now, you could make the argument, well, hey, you know, we said we haven't seen Destroya, uh, we haven't seen you know Space Godzilla, and and some people go like. Oh, well, that's a little too out there. No, it's not. They did Mecha Godzilla. Nothing is too out there, especially because the, the vibe for a lot of these movies is fun, is kind of over the top. So I don't think any villain is off the table in the long run. But for me, 
Um, the, I have one complaint about the MonsterVerse, dude, and it is for 90 minutes of all of these movies, the big heroes, Kong, Godzilla, whatever it may be, they're bitches for most oh, yeah. of the movie. They get their asses beat, and then at the end, they get the, you know, oh, we we had we finally overcame everything. But it's like when I'm watching King of the Monsters and I'm watching Godzilla get his ass kicked or Godzilla 2014 and he can't take down a fucking Muto. Like, I'm like, come on. What is this shit? Like, that's the one complaint I have. And I get I guess I get it because it's like, oh, well, we're building to the crescendo. We're building to the end fight that's really going to show that Godzilla or Kong is really this badass but they always end up needing the humans help too. And I feel like that kind of takes away from it. Like, so you're, you're, you're completely explaining why I'm not a fan of King of the monsters. You're, you're explaining it better than me. I mean, I I think King of the monsters for me personally is, I, I guess I get it a little bit more in that movie because there's multiple fucking monsters. Like, and Ghidorah is not on, they're not on the same level. Like, Ghidorah's an alien. Like, that's not a titan. Like, that's from outer space. Like, and I also think that could Godzilla have taken Ghidorah? He's kicking his ass in the ocean before the fucking oxygen destroyer came down. You know, like, he ripped off one of his heads. Like, I do think he could have. They had that ancient rivalry, but the movie obviously has to elongate itself. And it has to give trials for these characters because they want to inject the humans into them. And 2014 is no different. We get an entire side plot about a soldier that is, he's, look, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson, I don't have anything against him as an actor, but his side plot with his wife and and his plight is fucking cringe, dude. Like, I I cannot stand it. I yeah, Everybody can't. wanted Brian Cranston to live. Yes, yes. And it's like. And he was on top of the world at that point because Breaking Bad had just ended. He had America in the palm of his hand. Yeah. So people and went to that you, movie to see him. You And you get the whole side plot of like, what did the military end up doing at the end of the day? Nothing. Nothing. That whole side plot meant nothing. Like at the end of it all, he's like, all right, I'll just strap the bomb to this boat and I'll just go out as far into the ocean as I can to try to save the city before it detonates. That boat ain't getting away from that fucking Muto. It is a complete waste of time. And it ends up going nowhere because Godzilla has to come save the day with his fucking atomic breath. So like it, that's my thing about the monster verse is like that. And that's why I like King of the monsters the most. It had the least human action in it. Yeah. Cause it had the most monster action. Well, they killed the they killed the only character I really liked too. And King that of the really that really made me feel that Toho connection. I'm not the trying doctor. to beat the, the the Asian act guy that let them fight. I loved oh, him. Sarazawa. He he really made me feel the Toho connection. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's Asian; it's because of his character. This shit is serious. He doesn't. There's nothing funny about any of this, and yeah. he's very stern i love that very his character was written like a toho character but i felt like the death was earned because well he went down with his buddy yeah we had (laughs) seen him like he was defending godzilla like he was like we need this guy like we don't appreciate this guy like we need to protect him and then when the military almost killed him 
and the world was about to end because they almost killed him because he was the only thing that could take on Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. He was like, fuck it. I'll write your guys as wrong because from the very beginning, I was the one that knew that this guy, we needed him. So like, yeah. I get it. I, I totally understood why they did that. I I feel like that payoff was good. That was like, and the fact that he got to touch him, like, dude, nobody gets to touch Godzilla. Nobody gets to pet his face. Like he's a cat. He gets to pet then, his face. Then he, then he say like, goodbye, my friend. Go, goodbye. Yep. It's yep. just, I I haven't seen a whole lot of Marvel movies, but I'm telling you, dude, I feel like they are made in the blueprint of Marvel movies. In America, I, I feel like I, I feel like that's a popcorn movie. But yes, you want it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how you bring in more people. I mean, it, it really is. Minus one's going to do well here in the States. It ain't going to touch what Godzilla versus Kong did. Of course not. And, and dude, because the style and, is totally different. The trailer for the new movie, I'm sorry. I know you're going to be upset with me. I is hate is probably the word I would use to describe it. You got to be fucking kidding me. We have a buddy cop movie now. We have a fucking buddy cop movie. And then they put that Thor thing on Kong's arm. The gorilla. 600 feet tall. Let him put a goddamn contraption on his arm. I'm I'm out, dude. I'm out. Ridiculous. Yeah, I we're gonna really, the I really, Japanese movies. We had fucking space Godzilla, and we had yeah, but all that's, this. Shit. That's I never said those are my favorite. I just told you know, Godzilla but, minus one is probably the greatest Godzilla film I've ever seen. The I mean, dude, the way I look at it is the way Godzilla versus Kong ended was a mutual respect between the two of them as. He is the alpha of Hollow Earth, Kong is, and Godzilla is the alpha of Earth. And like that's just the way it works. And I don't think this movie's gonna be a buddy cop movie. You see that Dude. one shot in the trailer, you're like, oh, here we go. That's probably literally only gonna be the final fight. Like that's and it's no different than what they did in Godzilla versus Kong when they teamed up against Mecha Godzilla. It would be no different. Like they're trying to extinguish a common enemy. Like you know, it, if they're running around the whole movie, like Scooby and the gang, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But I don't, I don't see know. that happening. Well, for, for what it's worth, I much prefer the 63 Godzilla versus Kong, hands down. Because the people have zero control over what the fuck is happening. They literally are just brawling in the middle of Tokyo, destroying shit. And the, the, that's the plot of the movie. The, the, literally, the people have... That's, my, that's another thing I have an issue with these American guys. These people... The government should have zero control over anything. They're transporting Kong on ships. Like there's something about that that bothers me. I, I don't know what it like. I'm not trying to be the I'm the Toho guy. I I really don't. How I else feel, is he gonna get to I will how else would he get to Hollow Earth though? Dude, he's a fucking six hundred foot gorilla. I think he's like, like three ninety. Okay. Like, what's the difference at that point, you know? But, like, you're gonna swim across the ocean. I feel like, yeah, six strokes, dude. He's halfway, like, six strokes is probably like three miles for him. But, like, I I just feel like the people have too much control of the situations in these movies. I'm telling you, man, like, they do and they don't. I understand what you're saying, but yeah, because the, the, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm stiff on Godzilla, dude. Like, I, I know what I like. 
No, I'm clearly, I'm clearly not the target demographic for the American Godzilla films. I get that. They're much, they're, they're they got to be so fun for kids. But um, the whimsical nature of watching a guy, like just watching a movie about a monster destroy shit when I was a kid. It, I, I don't know if that's not, I guess that's not good enough nowadays for kids. Maybe not. Yeah, you know, not. my kid likes to see the fights. Like he, he likes to see when they fight. But I will say, in Godzilla versus Kong, I just watched it again the other day for the first time in a while. Dude, they fucking level Tokyo. Like it's not, yeah, that shit gets destroyed. Like they it's, I mean, it's just not as prominently, it's not as focused on. But believe me, they they destroy the shit out of that city. Like it's, I mean, people are dying left and right. And it's it's made very clear in the first act of the movie when Godzilla attacks that apex base that people yeah. die. Like he just showed up there and was like, I'm going to fucking like blow this place up and kill you guys. And he did. Like he I, did. I, I like, I like Godzilla. It's funny because I, I have historically preferred kong over zilla as crazy as that's like i love the original king kong i love the 76 king kong i love that movie so much the 76 king kong and i went into godzilla versus kong team kong but uh i i don't know i just wish kong would have cracked a few human skulls on purpose just for the hell of it instead he's communicating with this little kid <laughs> just like fuck man he's a three okay 390 foot gorilla i don't know but then again like he has a the whole thing it's a romance i get i get it in the original he loves he, he loves got, woman. he got his fucking ass whipped yeah, and that's another thing godzilla godzilla was like a like a hitman in that movie i so was I, I was worried going into godzilla versus kong before i saw it because i knew that kong was more favorable in america i like it's just a fact like people in america seem to like they love kong because he it's a romance he loves yeah, the blood I, yeah yeah and so like i was worried i was like they better not uh they better not nerf godzilla and like have kong be the victor and i think they they went about it the right way they were like we'll give him the kill shot on mecha godzilla but before that we'll make it very clear that he's godzilla's bitch and like and I appreciated that because Kong put up a fight, but at the end of the day, how did it end up? He was on the ground underneath Godzilla's foot and Godzilla was basically like, he almost could have killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to submit or I'm going to kill you. Don't you kind of feel though, that he has too much of like a planet of the apes look. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not big into the Kong design. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I kind of hate it. Yeah. I'm not big into it. I personally, I love the Godzilla design. I really, really do, especially after that abomination that was 98's design. I like no matter what you think about that movie, I hate that fucking design. And I yeah. hate the origin of it's an iguana. It's an iguana. I, yeah. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. Like so Toho for, approved that. Because America they, they, they have to I think Toho did that. It was it was calculated. I think Toho knew what they were doing because in, in the movie. In the movie Godzilla Final Wars came out in 2004 in Japan. They literally make that design of Godzilla come out to fight the real Godzilla. It's literally a, a 
a, a, a war movie where every monster comes out to fight Godzilla and Godzilla, the skinny Godzilla comes out, fat Godzilla tail whips him into a building and kills him. And literally you can look it up on YouTube. I'll send you a clip. It happens in, in 10 seconds. And that was Toho's way of saying, yeah, you guys like I, I they were making fun of the 98 one clearly, but they have to approve like they approve that. Yeah. The 98 one, I think, fell into the trap because it was right in that heyday, too, of wanting to be like Jurassic Park. Like, let's make him look one, like a one million percent. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that's not Godzilla, dude. Like, that's I, I, I just I, I can't hate watched- it, though, dude. If you lived it, if you lived it, you well, can't I hate it. it. The Taco Bell saw- toy. Yes, I'm saying yeah, we saw it in theaters at the drive in when I was a kid. Like, yeah. yes, I, I lived it. I remember, like the I said, toys, I the Taco toys. Bell yeah. stuff. It was yeah, huge. But- you go back now and especially after 2014 and you're like, okay, thank God we got a new iteration here in America. Cause like, I like, this- I like the design too. I, I, I think I just prefer, I prefer the, I prefer the less symmetrical is not the word, but you like the oddball shape. You I like, you the, I like the 50, I like the 54 yeah. look. His and arms I, are pretty, his arms are pretty, his arms are pretty much useless. Yeah. But in the like his he has he has like sl- more pro- he's more proportional and he's more sleek looking like I feel like his side profile is a lot more sleeker like he has like no double chin uh, his skin is smoother and I guess what I love about minus one dude he looked like a giant disease dude he was disgusting. bumpy yeah that's that that's my style dude like I loved the design of him in minus one his top half dude. I just hate the fucking chunky bottom half. I, I, I adore it. Adore. Just, That's the authenticity, man. I understand that, but for me, it makes the movement seem so inorganic when he walks. I'm like, it just, it may, it doesn't look right at times when he's walking. It makes it look so laborious and so, like, I, it's hard to explain, but, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, I love the top half and when he's in the water and everything like that. And this Godzilla is a badass. Like don't, oh, don't he's get evil. He's the devil, the yes. devil in minus yeah, and, one. And, and his, the, the atomic breath in this one or the radiation breath, whatever they call it in this one, dude, unstoppable. Like, and it was, it was perfect too. They didn't stretch it out. I feel like in, in the American films, it's like a 40 second thing. It's coming. All his little things light up. They don't stretch it out too much in minus one. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, I can, well, I can I go over. Say, I will. I I actually think that I think they do in this one more. That King of the Monsters, there was no charge up. Like no, ever. no, not in, not in King of the Monsters, but yeah. certainly but in 2014, in, the one time he uses it. Oh yeah, it's a charge up. But there was the first time he used it in minus one was a charge up. But I loved it because we literally went up his spine right. with every fucking dorsal fin like activating and lighting up. And I was like, that was sick. Like I yeah. loved that shit. Um, yeah, but I like that. I do like that more in King of the Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong that he can just kind of summon it and use it. He doesn't need this whole like. Got to expand all, you know, expend all my energy and charge this fucking thing up. Like, why should he have to? He's a god. He's an yeah. ancient god. Like, exactly. Shoot the shit out. Like, I, I don't know. I just, but, and that's another thing about King of the Monsters that I love is that you got your American take on like burning Godzilla, fire Godzilla, whatever you want to call it. The supercharged with radiation Godzilla, where he literally just is a fucking nuke. Like that shit was awesome. Like that. I remember seeing that in the theater, dude, in IMAX. That shit hit so hard. 
Like, oh, it's incredible. He is just burning from his radiation as he's like letting it out on Ghidorah. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, I know you guys thought we were going to talk a lot about Christmas tonight. Uh, that's mainly Godzilla. But <laughs> um, look, all, all things considered, here's my biggest worry about Godzilla and Kong, the, the next movie. And, and I think you're going to agree with me here. I was going into this movie hoping we were going to see Destroya, you know, uh, uh, Gamera or Gamora. Like, like I was hoping we we're going to see some of that. The villain is going to be another ape. I'm out. It's like, like what? Like really? Yeah. That's what we're doing? Like, why couldn't we do Destroya? Like that would be so fucking sick. I, I think that they, I, I wonder if they don't feel some of those characters have enough cachet um, in America. Yeah. I guess you, you because I don't remember Mothra. I don't remember Ghidorah or Mothra really being promoted in King of the Monsters. As a matter of fact, I feel like it wasn't until the movie came out that people were saying Ghidorah's in it. No, dude. Ghidorah was featured heavily throughout the trailer. Fair enough. My, my background on my phone right after that trailer came out, I'll never forget, was the shot of Ghidorah on top of the fucking volcano. With okay, his fair enough. Yeah, no. G Ghidorah was featured prominently, but Rodan and Mothra were not. See, Rodan's a, Rodan's a fucking... I love Rodan. When I used to play those games, Godzilla Melee and King of the Monsters, uh, Mon All Monsters Attack for GameCube, I'd always get him. Yeah. Uh, it, Rodan was super, and Mothra were super underutilized. In I hate Mothra passionately. It's the stupidest, stupidest character she's ever. In the next one, I've heard she's coming back. Stupidest character ever. People might go, "How she died in King of the Monsters?" That's let's Mothra. let's just bring Manila back while we're at it. You can well, Mothra like can like hatch into a new egg, like the essence of Mothra. Like that's the thing from Toho. So like Mothra can always come back. Mothra can die and then just be reborn. Um, but yeah, dude, a new ape, like, come on, man. I don't. And then that just makes it sound to me like this is more of a Kong movie. And I feel like Godzilla versus Kong was more of a Kong movie. So like, when oh, that Another no guy. doubt in my no doubt in my mind, like with Freddie and Jason, like it's definitely more of a nightmare film. No doubt in my mind, if Kong's in it, it's a Kong movie, because that's he. They give the gorilla character development. I need you to understand this, people. They give the gorilla character. Yeah, dude, he talks. He's sign language. <laughs> it's Which just not unbelievable because obviously with evolution and everything like that, like that, it's not unbelievable. But it was just weird to see because it was like, holy shit, like they're actually going to do that. Um, okay. But I mean, at this point, it gets that hard to believe he's friends with humans. Like, no, it's not hard to believe. He doesn't want to hurt people. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm worried that the monster verse is going to become more about showcasing Kong and trying to build Kong up and Godzilla. It's a supporting character. And I personally don't feel like that's right because it's only a thing because Godzilla 2014 was a big hit. Like, I don't think that Godzilla should be taking the back seat here. Like, I, I really don't. And, and as a Godzilla guy, it just doesn't sit right with me. Like, I saw Godzilla 2014 three times in theaters. And then I saw King of the Monsters three times in theaters. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't 
it just doesn't jive with me well thinking about that but like what? i'd be willing to bet this is not going to be the best godzilla monster verse movie by a, by a country mile i'm telling you dude it's a buddy cop movie call tell me i'm wrong that trailer made it look like a fucking buddy cop film i mean it, in their defense <laughs> they didn't play into that to like the last 30 seconds when she's like he's not alone and then you get the shot of also do have to say that like fucking pink charged up Godzilla looks sick. I can't wait to find out what the fuck that is. That's right. He was pink. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what that is and like what he can do because of that. Like that looks sick. I'm 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 interested in that. That's breast cancer awareness month, Godzilla. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's big into Godzilla, like you. Like he's seen all the Toho and 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 Showa. Like he he's big into it. Yeah. And um he was asking me, he's like, what do you think this is for like Godzilla? Like he was like pink and shit. I was like, probably like hollow earth. Cause they said there's like energy down there that isn't on the surface of earth. So he probably gets supercharged from that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But again, coming back to why is it another fucking ape? Like why? You can no longer call him King Kong. There's a bigger one. Now he's just Kong. Exactly. And it's, do they, wait, do they even call him King Kong in these movies or is it just Kong? Yeah. Kong Kong. Fuck. Maybe this is King Kong we're about to meet. Well, yeah, because he's he's supposed to be the king of Hollow Earth, and that's how that movie ended. He was the king of Hollow Earth. And I guess this the story in this one is that he went down there to reclaim his ancestor's throne, basically, and make it his. And there's another bigger monkey down there that's like, hey, fuck you, dude. That's my throne. And so, and then Godzilla. You what know, if it's Mechanicong? Hey. Are they gonna bring out Mechanicong this time? Look, we need to tell the people this. We need to be honest with the, our listeners right now, Christian, because you and I talked about this. I like Mechanicom. Where the fuck is the tease from King of the Monsters where they got Ghidorah's head? Where is the tease of Mecha Ghidorah? Like, and King, go, yeah, Mecha King Ghidorah. Yeah. People go, oh, um, well, they skull. They had his skull uh, to use the the like the bio link or whatever the fuck it was the neuro link into Mecha Godzilla. That wasn't the head that the eco terrorists purchased. That was a different head. They set that up on purpose at the end of King of the Monsters to go. Oh, they're gonna bring in Mecha King Ghidorah. Right? Is it? You know, I don't know. They could ignore it. They could be very. They could be doing a very good job about. Uh, uh, keeping that at bay for now i guess i guess this is why like i I look at i look at promoting movies so much differently from a fan's perspective don't get me wrong guys like i'm nobody if you got something cool in the movie i'd be promoting it the day it's official if it's in the script it's locked whatever monsters in it i'm promoting the shit out of it I'm putting posters all around town with the exception of Mothra of every monster that's in the movie. I'm shoving posters of everything. They could be hiding it. I don't know why the, I, the, the, the Mecha God, the Mecha Godzilla in Godzilla versus Kong. Wasn't. I, I, didn't I, love the design. <laughs> why? I didn't the design, but I didn't love it. Yeah. It was I, okay, I, guess I, but I will say it did seem OP, which is what I wanted. I wanted Mecha Godzilla to really seem like, holy fuck, how are they going to take this thing down? And that was believable. Like, Mecha Godzilla was kicking Godzilla's ass. Yeah. 
Fair enough. I, I and even then, Kong got the final blow on Mecha Godzilla, but the, that was only made possible because of Godzilla. He charged up the axe with his fucking breath, which is what made it possible. So they needed each other to take down Mecha Godzilla. So I feel like they handled that in the right way. This thing should be one on one. It could take either one of you guys on and beat right. you handily. Well, I guess we're going to get that with the big ass gorilla. <laughs> yeah. When's this movie coming out? Uh, April. It oh, was, coming up like this coming April. Yeah, yeah, four months. Fuck. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm Dude, gonna go see I, it as I, much as I'm bitching about it. Oh, and I'll meet you halfway here. I will agree with you when it comes to quality of film, storytelling, characters, uh, social commentary, terrifying nature of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it better than Japan. N- nobody like. Toho has that Shin Godzilla. I don't know why there's so many people that are split on that movie. That movie fucking rules. I think like, it's too weird for them. It's it's weird, but it it no. rules. I, I I love that movie. But minus one is legitimately like an incredible film. Like it's, from start it's, to finish. I think it's as good as like a Squid Game, to where people in America were like, people keep saying the show's really good, but I gotta read subtitles. I don't know. And then you watch it and you get so sucked in and you realize, Oh my God, these are human beings across the planet too. They just talk differently than us. They feel pain the way we do. They go through life problems the way we do. Holy shit. It's like a light bulb went off and sweet game became literally the biggest thing in the world when it came out. And did you know that minus one right now it's going up day by day in box office take. Like the, I totally believe it. It took over first place today. Good on fucking or like yesterday on a Wednesday. Like good. All of a sudden, it's the word of mouth, and I think it's getting more people that are into the MonsterVerse version of Godzilla to go see it because people are talking about it. Like this movie's really good, and people are like, "Oh, I'll go see it." They're projecting this weekend. It might not. Not only might it not drop at all from last weekend, it might be one of the rare movies that has a more bigger second weekend. I hope it does. God bless Toho for it. I mean, they just they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was bummed out because I was talking to Sydney about this. I was like, Sydney, there's still time for me to see another movie that could rock my world, Nosferatu. And she was like, "You talking about the Robert Eggers one?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "That's next. That's next year's December. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not this month." I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, dude, next year's gonna rule. We're going to have Nosferatu. We're going to have Salem's Lot. It'll get a release date at some point next year. Um, there's a lot that I'm really looking forward to next year. I kind of agree with you that I think 2023 was one of those more middling years. There were some good movies that came out of this year, but it was quality, not quantity. There was a few good ones, but quantity-wise, there wasn't a lot of them. So you mean it was it was, it was more quantity than quality? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that... That's what I'm saying. There wasn't a quantity of quality movies. Okay. There were a few quality movies, but like last year, for example, there was a lot of like quality movies. I, I'll be honest. I, I really loved Renfield when it came out. Still love it. It's not a five star film. I was way overzealous. Still loved it. Um, Evil Dead Rise, good movie. Call me old fashioned. The series is at its best when it had Bruce Campbell in it. It's not because he's a man. It's because it was such a great character. 
the mama was great in the remake in the not the remake in Evil Dead Rise, but um, it didn't have I didn't like it as much watching it again. Or I was just like, this is still good. Um, Voyage of the Demeter, I really enjoyed. Not not what people are looking for. I get it. I'm I'm in the minority when it comes to those kinds of films. Not a five star film. I uh, Scream, fun. But it's just like, okay, move on. I'm ready to move on. I don't know what it is about screen movies. When they're coming, I'm 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 excited. But once I see it, Nick, leave me alone about it. And now I fear because of all the shit show going on now, it's funny. You might would think, oh, Christian's probably excited. They have to go to the drawing board completely again. They're doing something totally different. Awesome. I'm not. I'm just over it. It's a yeah, shit you show. Us, you made us buy into new characters just to unceremoniously write them out you know my like, money my money says nick she will both them sisters will be in the movie both of them they have to course correct the they only have way to. the only way that happens is, is is if they put a pause on the movie and they and they wait and i, I don't know if they're going to do that because paramount apparently made it very clear they want this movie out in the final quarter of 2024 come hell or high water which means it's going to shoot in the first quarter of next year. So from what I had heard and what has circulated online, they're scrambling right now to get a new script because they kind of have a hard start date or a, a time but, frame. But they fucked up so bad. Like this is on them. It is, like, but you I don't and I both know. Let's just, let's call a spade a spade. The, the people on social media that are upset about it and that think it's messed up and rightfully so they're the minority. They're, they're not the majority of people. I mean, we saw that with six with Nev Campbell. A lot of people were mad. This is worse. I would say this is worse, but a lot of people were mad about Nev Campbell and then scream six did like $30 million more than scream five. So like, yeah, it was surprising. It wasn't, but it really was more surprising. But I think the biggest thing here is not even just the bad look with Melissa Barrera personally, what they did there, whether you agree or not, just like it is a bad look. It's bad PR. It's Jenna's not there. She's a fucking star now. She definitely drove some of that box office for those last two movies. That's She's why I here. that's why I think they are going to try to write it right the ship. I really do. I'd almost, I'd almost be willing to bet money on it. I really would. Maybe. I don't think Nev, I don't think Nev is touching this with a ten foot pole anymore. I really don't. She doesn't need the money, people. I love how people act like she needs to be in screen movies. She just needs to do shit. I really think she's not touching it with a ten foot pole, and I really think uh, Matthew Lillard ain't, ain't touching it with a ten foot pole either. I think it's damaged goods, dude. Oh. It's As a matter of fact, it's the more I say that, maybe they, maybe neither one of them want to do it or are going to want to do it for any sort of money anymore. Certainly not Jenna. She doesn't need the money. There was a report uh, a week or two ago um, from some of the trades. So it wasn't just somebody saying, Oh, I heard this from Jimmy down at the gas station. No, like I trust him. Was, yeah, I know, me too. Um, and uh, it was basically like, I guess Spyglass's CEO is very famous for like, he doesn't believe in quote unquote overpaying for talent. So the belief was that 
they had, and, and this was true. I knew this variety had said this months ago. And so did um, the rap. They were actively negotiating with Jenna. They knew she was going to have a limited role because of shooting for Wednesday, but they were like, we're going to make it work. It might only be a week on set, but we're going to make it work. They weren't willing to pay her what she wanted. And I think the CEO essentially was like, just like with Nev, we don't need you then. Bye. And in that same reporting, it was alluded to, well, hey, now without Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, they'll probably back the Brink trucks, the Brink star truck up for Nev. And yeah, I'm sure they will. They'll, they, I'm sure they'll meet Nev at whatever she would request now. But does Nev even go anywhere near it? Well, look at let's let's take the optics of the politics more or less out of it. Let's just take the optics out of that. Nev is sloppy seconds. Yep. Now, as a person that has self-respect, which God knows Nev Campbell does, clearly. Money's no no money in the world. Well, everybody has a price, so I don't want to say that. And believe me, everybody has a price. But the optics of just that alone, I could see her being like, fuck you. Of course I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. Because clearly, like, yeah, I, 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 if anything, this, the road to Scream 7 is going to be twice as interesting as the movie itself. And Christian. I guarantee you, I almost, I almost will guarantee you this will be the worst one out of the three. Christian, I will just venture to say this right now. If you do not have Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, you're obviously not going to have Chad and Mindy as well, Jasmine Savoy Brown or Mason Gooding. So Even worse, they'll be the star of it, Nick. Well, I, I, I and nobody cares about them. Apparently, they both. I'm, I'm, apparently, they both like unfollowed Spyglass and Paramount and everything on their social media. Like, well, good for them. They're not Fuck coming them. back. So core four is gone. If you don't get Nev and you don't have the core four, Courtney Cox ain't doing it. You don't have a fucking movie. So, so what you're going to make a scream movie with an entirely new cast unrelated to anything that's ever happened before. So there's no emotional attachment to shit mm -hmm. except the ghost face mask. You don't have a fucking movie, dude. You have to have somebody. You have to have scream backed they, itself into a corner when they made their first sequel because scream in back in the nineties, because scream said, we're going to carry on storylines and characters in every fucking movie. That's what we do. If you make the seventh movie with none of that, you have no fucking scream movie. So at that point, it's not worth it. Just crumple up the paper, throw it away and relinquish the rights because you and I both know what's going to happen here. No matter what spyglass and paramount do with this movie, 10 years from now, we're getting a fucking legacy sequel with the core four coming back, just like they did with Scream 5, like bringing the old people back. It's going to fucking happen. It'll just be a different company. So do you go forward with a seven that you won't get a sequel to because not enough people will go see it? Nobody will give a shit. And then I believe this is the last film that Spyglass has the rights. I believe they had, they had a trilogy. So then the, the rights are up. There's a bidding war. Maybe Spyglass is like, we don't even give a shit anymore. Somebody else gets it. And then you're just going to get your legacy sequel to Scream 6. So, like, why even make a movie? Why do it? This is going to go. I think this will be documented. There will be 
documentaries about this. There will be uh this is pretty it really is cursed, I think. It is, but it isn't. Because the movies keep making money. Six the fact that six did more than five is impressive. Um this is why I say, dude, I think that they are gonna do everything they can to pretend this never to try to sweep all this under the rug with these two. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm I'm trying to rack my brain. Like, what do you make a sequel to? Everybody died in four. <laughs> I mean, um, even if you get Courtney back, but you don't get Nev or the core four, I'm gonna be honest with you, Christian. Nobody's going to see a movie with Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox is a great supporting character. She yeah. ain't a great lead. Certainly not in these movies. That's what I'm saying. Gail Weathers is not going to carry a screen movie. No. It's not going to happen. They killed Cotton. Um, Jamie's dead. Uh, yeah, they're fucked. There's no two ways about it. They are fucked uh, in every hole possible. Plugged. Yep. So. Um, and fucked. I think. I think. Uh, they, they're, they're either going to have to. They don't have a choice. My money says they're going to get these two back. And and uh, I don't know what they were expecting. Spyglass. So let me ask you this. Here, here's what I'll say about the, the situation that they're coming, the political situation. The girl has an opinion on it. Whether I agree with it or not, to me, is so f- totally un irrelevant or unimportant she's doing nothing wrong but giving her opinion whether you agree with her or not she's giving an opinion on something whose life is changed by her giving an opinion literally nobody's okay so that's all i'm gonna say about that nick you feel free to say whatever you want i don't talk about politics online i just feel it's a lose-lose situation no matter what but that's what i'll say about that what did because spyglass is the ones that fired her right not paramount it was spyglass right what did they expect was going to happen I think I think they might have I think some of these companies look too much at the outliers of what they see on the internet and not what actual people really think. The average person does not give a rat's ass about somebody having an opinion, a thought about something. It does nothing to hurt anybody or change anything. A thought. The average person is not what you see on fucking X or Twitter or or Facebook. That's not that's all bullshit. It's all nonsense. It's the internet. That's what you see is the ridiculousness of the internet. Because normal people don't give their opinions on the daily basis on the internet. It's only people with nothing going on that just want to stir shit up. That's the internet for you. What did they expect was going to happen? You know, I mean, I seriously, think- obviously not what happened, but what the fuck? Here's the best thing, Nick. If they never would have done anything about her, just giving her opinion on this thing, I never would have even known she gave an opinion on it. Same. Well, you might, but I know I I know for a fact no, I, I would. I, I had no idea when they announced that they fired her and blah blah well, you, blah. I'm saying you. Bro. Fair enough. I know you follow the stuff more closely and follow these people probably more than I do. But my thing is, and fair enough, I'll take you on that. 
I had no idea what they were referencing. They're like, I guarantee you. I was like, what? I guarantee you it would have been over in two seconds. She gave her opinion on it. And then the next in five minutes, somebody else says something that stirs up X or Twitter. Literally nobody would. I I never would have known. That's what's crazy about this. Yes. That's what's fucking crazy about this whole thing. They thought they were getting out in front of something and saving face. But in reality, they're idiots. They blew on the hot coals and made a fire. There was not a fire there. You made the fire and you're burning your own house down. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, it, no, it, it's genuinely like some of the dumbest. And again, like you said, and I, I, I echoed this in a video I made about it, regardless of your stance, like we are living in dangerous times. If no matter your profession, actor, director, teacher, no matter your profession, if you cannot have an opinion on something without fear of losing your job, unless the opinion is like truly abhorrent, like I'm not even going to give an example because I don't want you we to know, we know We know what abhorrent, we, the people yes. know what you mean by that. So like if you're just giving your opinion on a situation like that, but you're not, it's so wild. Like, the, the chick from uh, The Mandalorian a couple years ago, Gina Carano, that she, I guess, was very kind of hardcore into like the QAnon shit and stuff, which I think is batshit personally. But she's allowed to have that opinion and like voice that on social media. Like it, she's allowed to do that. Like there's you can't you can't penalize these people for that because like what what are you what standard are you setting that like when you get into any line of work where you have any social media presence whatsoever, you lose all individuality. Yep. No, fuck that. Like, and someone I'm sure is listening to this and going, well, when you have a bad opinion, that's not the point. It's a bad opinion to you, but like you're, there are going to be people. I promise you, you love a movie or a TV show or a band where one of the people that is prominently featured in that group or in that movie has said things that you would find vile that you don't agree with that you oh my god i can't support them anymore guess what it's because they're all individuals and they're allowed to have those opinions and if we're really going to walk this tightrope of where it's like you cannot have an opinion no you're not allowed to do that so just sit down it's it's the equivalent of shut up and dribble like when people will be like oh yeah these basketball players, these football players aren't allowed to have opinions on, on what's happening in the world. Yes, they fucking are. Everybody's allowed to. It's all the people that say that are always the people that it's, they don't agree with that opinion. Of course. So and, like, it, and it's like, yeah. why are you giving so much credence to these people's opinion anyway? It's no better than anybody else's. What's it going to change, dude? What's it going to change? There are literally nothing fighting right now. What changes- is one actress's opinion going to do for that? fucking nothing like who? So, yeah that's that's my thing about the whole thing so yeah. i but but it's it's unprecedented this is unprecedented and um i love how jenna's jenna's uh team is like oh she can't do it she's busy yeah that's true believe me that's true no it's not they did this absolutely played into it yes it looked unlikely that she was going to be a prominent player in this movie regardless months oh, ago 100 plays into it but they were negotiating with her they wanted her to have a small role and now 150 plays into it 
Yeah. And by the way, I'm just going to say this. Um, I don't, I fucking hate cancel culture. I fucking hate it. I think it has created some of the worst fucking things because we are taking individuality from people. Now, obviously, like I said, when you say something that's truly like fucked up or is putting people at harm or causing people to do things that are illegal or harmful, that is one thing. But cancel culture, because someone spoke their mind and you just don't agree with them, is toxic as shit, dude. And I cannot get behind that. And it's like... And it's gotten to the point where it's infected these companies now, man. It's like scary. It's, yes, it really is scary. They feel like they have to like toe the line and go, oh, well, we have to make a stand. We have to be a white knight right now. And 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 you're making it worse. Look what they just did. They made it worse. They didn't make it better. And it's just, I don't know. If you know me personally and you know some of my politics, you'd be like, oh, what? Like, this doesn't really, I wouldn't expect that from you. Cancel culture is stupid as shit, bro. It's dumb. Like, dude, have whatever opinion you want on something. If well, it's I not hurting anyone, I don't care. Of I course. Don't Here, I think I think the average person, of course, thinks that way. I think the internet enjoys it. It's literally like a video game mm -hmm. to dig up stuff about people. Um, but I, I almost wonder, could this be a tipping point? with spyglass like i really wonder could this be a tipping point in that direction because they just lost the movie they fucked themselves yeah. because people got pissed off that uh they're firing others for their opinion mm -hmm. i don't know like i said this I this is unprecedented because it's one thing to kick somebody off of a movie but we've never seen the domino effect happen no like this this is a first and even the people that were against her opinion, I find it funny that they completely omit that like 12 hours later, she followed it up and she very clearly was like, innocent people on either side should not be dying. I do not agree with any of that. I'm essentially saying I want peace. I don't want warfare. I don't want civilians dying. If you can't agree with that, you're a fucked up individual. Like at the end of the day, that... That was her stance. She could have clarified that in her initial post more. Sure. But like, I saw that post after it was announced before she made her follow up. And I didn't take offense to it. I was, I, I could, cause I could read between the lines. Cause I'm not an idiot. I have an IQ above 50 and I could go, okay, she's, it sounds to me like someone that's just fed up with like the war and like just civilians dying that shouldn't be dying. That's yeah, I I agree with that. No matter what country they're from, like I don't think civilians should die. I mean, look at Russia and Ukraine. I I don't I don't agree with if Russian civilians or Ukrainian civilians died. I wouldn't agree with that. They they play no part in that. Like innocent people shouldn't have to die. Like I just don't think that that's a controversial thing to have. But I guess it is. I guess it is. You 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 have to be pro war on one side. You can't just be someone that's like, "Hey man, can we just like have a drink and chill?" Like I don't know. I don't I don't agree when we go to war ever either. You know, we fight wars all the time for crusty ass politicians cuz they want money or or oil or whatever or land, whatever it is, and it's like, "What the fuck are we doing here, bro?" Like I would only agree with war if there were an existential th threat to our country that we were facing or if someone invaded us aside from that 
hey man, can we like not kill people? Like that'd be cool. Like I don't know. I, I it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think we're gonna we're gonna get. I'm telling you, we're gonna get some interesting news in the next couple of weeks. I guarantee you. We're gonna get some interesting comments on this too. Even though I feel like everything I just said was like coming from someone that you would go, oh, this person is a moderate. They're very middle of the road. They see things pragmatically. Like I said, to me, it's a lose-lose. I don't talk any kind of politics online. Um, Offline, I'll talk to you all day about it, but not on the internet. I mean, you don't see me post that shit on my social media. I don't give my opinions on that kind of stuff because it's toxic. I don't want anyone from either side or from neither side feeling alienated that oh i can't support this person because i don't agree with them on this or on that it's like that's stupid like this is a space for us to talk about movies movie news stuff like that like why why we got to get into our personal opinions about crusty ass fucking 90 year olds running the country you know what i mean like i 95 um i hear you dude i i really think though they're gonna get get them back. I think that's their only play. I think that's it. Might Nev be ain't, Nev ain't coming back. Thousand percent. She's not touching this with the ten foot pole. You guys heard it here first. Uh, on unless Thursday. they offered her like fifty million dollars, like fifty million. Well, fifty million is out of the realm of possibility. Yes, but. I think I want to say that, like, I, I don't know. I, I want to say, I think it's like ten, like ten million, probably. Um, is probably. I think that's what she wanted for the last one. I can't remember where I read that. Um, which, in the grand scheme of things, when that movie made almost two hundred million dollars, and she would have been your highest paid person. Who the who cares? That's a drop in the bucket. Like, I, I don't know. Whatever. Well, guys, that's your uh, you need a December episode. We didn't talk a lot about Christmas. That's fine. If there's any other kind of Christmas movies you want to talk about, like I'm gonna be honest, I'm just gonna be really pessimistic, guys. I'm I'm sick and tired of rewatching Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm sick and tired of rewatching Black Christmas. I've done it for years. I'm not that excited about it anymore. I'm sorry. I could lie to you. I could come on here and uh, feed you a bunch of bullshit. I don't see how half of you guys rewatch those movies every year. Um, Black Christmas is fucking incredible. But you know what? Maybe I'll start watching it like once every three years, once every four years. I've watched the Silent Night remake. Apparently, there's another movie out right now called Silent Night. Haven't seen it. Don't know if it's good or not. Interesting. With no dialogue. Yes. See, that's my thing. It's like, okay, Willy's Wonderland did good. Let's let's do a let's do a fucking Christmas movie like that. Yeah. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I don't know. I I liked Nick Cage and in, in, in Willy's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just I really want next year to kick my ass. I really want to see Blumhouse get some original stuff out there. Some some new stuff. Nice swim. I saw that Night Swim. I saw that there is a uh, Black Phone sequel coming out with um, Ethan Hawke in it. 
He's fucking dead. No, he's not, Nick, dude. He's supernatural. I swear, Nick. I uh, I couldn't be in the movie business. I couldn't do it. I I say that I'd probably sell out as fast as a fucking anything. I mean, you got to follow the dollar, man. When a movie I, makes money, they they follow the dollar. I don't. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I'm ready for a new trend in horror, Nick. I really am. I'm sick and tired of requels. I'm I'm really over it. Um, we need the Leprechaun back. I mean, origin. I mean, Re Leprechaun Returns was fun. Um, I was gonna say, don't you dare say Origins. No, Origins is horrible. I'm just ready for something to come out to shake everything up again. I'm ready for that. I feel like it's coming. I don't think Terrifier is it. I think Terrifier is uh, Terrifier is not it. Something needs to come out that completely shakes everything up. I'm trying to think of the last movie that really did that. I did, I think it was probably Paranormal Activity. I got that it. that much. I mean, that really shook shit up, where it, it disrupted it disrupted big franchises at the time. Like I want something to come out to disrupt Scream and Exorcist and and all this. I want something to come out that completely disrupts it and stomps on it and whips all that shit's ass in the box office. I love I love it when something new happens. And I I I I hope that comes soon because I'm so ready for the next chapter in horror. I really am. I think the requel this is 2024. Dude, this shit started in 2018. It's time. It's time. Uncle Jerry three. It's in pre-production still. <laughs> still in pre-production. do it. I don't know what it is, but I know I'm ready for it. We'll be that's there. All I'm, that's all I'm saying. You guys heard it here first. Horror is about to get a shakeup soon. Christian can feel it in his bones. What is it? When is it? I don't know. We don't know. But soon. Just keep your eyes peeled. And uh, it'll be here before you know it. But uh, if we don't talk to you guys again uh, before Christmas, uh, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, whatever you guys celebrate. I know I speak for both of us and obviously Christian can speak for himself too, that, uh, you know, we hope you guys have a very happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for, you know, being along for the ride with us for as long as you guys have been. And, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode that it is our December episode, but it's, it was very much, we talked about things that came out this, you know, it, around this time, mainly Godzilla. Um, Talked about news that was percolating. We talked about a couple Christmas movies. Uh, but that's kind of how it is. We kind of just go, man. We kind of just shoot from the hip and whatever we want to talk about, we want to talk about. And you guys get our unfiltered opinions. And I feel like you wouldn't have it any other way because why would we be guarded and fucking not speak our mind? So I don't know, man. You got anything to add? Go watch Go watch uh, The Toy Maker. Yes. Yes. That's my... Uh recommendation go watch silent night deadly night four and three four and five yeah that's that's my go pick up the vestron that's my that's my uh christmas recommendation you can skip two you can skip two it's basically you can, one you can skip one and two because you've seen them a thousand times go watch the brian use them one four which i actually really like go watch the toy maker you know toy makers so weird it rules Go watch those movies, guys. Go give yourself a, a 
give yourself a break. You know, those are fun. Go check those out. Um, yeah, but yeah, I hope everybody has a great Christmas. A Chinooka. I was watching uh, Sydney show me something. Cameo posted a video that Smokey Robinson shared. He didn't know how to say Hanukkah. So he's pronouncing the C in it. And he was talking to somebody like, I want to wish y'all a happy Chinooka. He kept saying over and over again, I don't know what that is, but I hope it's great for you guys. Anyway, so happy Chinooka. Yes. Um, Actually, the it, night we're recording this, this is the first night of Hanukkah. There you go. Um, I don't know. The year flew by. I know that flew fucking by. I can't believe it. It's insane how fast life is. If you're in your teenage years, enjoy it. I'm telling you. It's just life is like a life is like a it's like a it's like a train and you just see that each car if you stand there, shoom, 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 that's life. It's incredible. Enjoy it, guys. It goes by fast. So hell yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys. Uh, we hope you all take care of yourselves again. Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Chinooka. Um, happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Hopefully we see you guys again before the new year. That's still like almost four weeks so hopefully uh but uh take care of yourselves uh buy some you need a merch you know subscribe like this video comment down below let us know what you thought about everything we talked about tonight that's gonna do it for us we're signing off we'll see you guys we'll catch y'all on the flippity flip <laughs>